After a little hiatus, Adventures in Broadcasting returns with Episode 2, talking with Keith Andrews about staying relevant and paid in the diluted media talent pool of 2022. Plus, we'll talk about the timeless struggle to reach and keep audiences. Show business has never been easy, and digital tools are great. They simplify the process a lot, but compelling content is still all about substance. Coming up next, join us for episode two of Adventures in Broadcasting. I'm George Tenike. I'm your host, and we'll see you on the air. Episode two, we're back. It's good. I mean, it's weird to have a a large amount of tenure anywhere. I've never really had, this is the first time I've had over 10 years at at one company. And, you know. Me too. I just had 10 years with with Cumulus. So it's kind of weird in a way because it's uncharted territory. By every other job, by the time I got to a certain point, I'm like, okay, what's next? I got to get out of here. Like, that's just the way my brain thinks. Or sometimes they they take care of that for you, like uh, yeah. your shit. Yeah, <laughs> come with us. That's what it was at Yahoo, you know. Uh-huh. But going into a situation like that at Yahoo, it was a losing proposition from the get go, because by the time I got to Yahoo Broadcast dot com, uh-huh. it was two thousand and six, and. Mark Cuban had already made his billion dollars. Yeah. And Yahoo finally realized that they had overpaid and had didn't want to put any more money into it. And so it was like it was just for the experience and just for the resume fodder, just so I could have Yahoo Sports on my resume. And I mean it was a cool experience and I learned so much, but I went into it knowing knowing that it was limited and that I wasn't gonna go very far there. Right. And so you know, that's another one of those weird ones, kind of like the ticket where it was a dream situation to go to work at the to walk on at this top tier station, you know, that I was a I was my favorite radio station. So it was like a really it was a dream come true kind of. But I, you know, I had to get it straight in my head finally, like any other like any ex you pine for what any ex anything mm-hmm. you have to go back and like remember where you were and remember why you left and like, oh, yeah. Yeah, of course. And like, I haven't missed a thing. And while I've applied many times at over the years for different stuff, I eventually uh, um, qualified for like content production. And I mean, that was why I left radio to begin with, because I, I saw the writing on the wall that my skills and my viability, you know, as anything other than behind the scenes was limited. So I wanted to go get a digital education and say, Okay, I've got this. I wa- I walked on knowing how to do that job, so it was like I've got to do. I've got to elevate and go learn something else, and you know, because this isn't going anywhere. I've, I've seen where this is going, and I, I knew that eighteen years ago. So it right. was kind of like, I, right. I, but I, I still wanted to do. I still. I mean, I knew I still wanted to produce and like make shit because I started off doing the paper and yeah. photojournalism and sports journalism, and you know, and so it was finally a way to doing anything digital and like doing any going to any of the jobs I went to was strictly so I could learn more and like evolve. Like, um, so it even, but I I still, I still pine for Yahoo a little bit too, because there's still a a pioneer in that business, but it's still the same as it ever was there. It didn't matter how much, how much talent I had or what a good photojournalist I was, or what a good voice actor I was. Like, none of that mattered, ironically, at, at Yahoo, because there were yeah. only about 
one thing. They were more more of a search company. Like they weren't sure if they were a media company and they weren't sure what they wanted to do. And I'm like, I have everything you need right here and you're not using one bit of it. And it was kind of like, yeah, they were like, well, you're never going to do that that here and i'm like huh well fuck you there's that's five thousand yeah. radio stations and television stations i'll i'll just go See, from somewhere else yeah i'm still i'm still a good um very good should say on air guy and i don't know understand why i'm not being used i had somebody approach me i think i told you and for the country station the guy who's the, the music director and the assistant program director for the country stations and um you know great guy came in and said hey we need somebody to help uh, to help do fill-ins and, you know, we know you have, you know, we know you have experience and whatever. And I said, okay, cool. I did a demo, um, talked to the PD, you know, and the great guy. I liked him a lot and, um, like him a lot. He's still around. And, uh, so I was like, okay, I just kind of kept, kept, kept getting put off. Like, just they'd say, okay, we'll do this later. We'll, you know, train you later, train you later, train you. Later. It got to the point where I just I was losing my mind. So I'm like, they're not using me, and I I made it to the final tier on on KXT, and and I listened to them, and I'm like, like I don't know how, I don't know how they choose. I think they choose people with a certain sound, um, right? Very minimalist, very. That was so and so from this album, and then it's just saying what the song was, and then saying what the next song is, which is cool. I can do that, but I don't know why I didn't quite make it through the end of that either. So you know, I mean, I've got on-air chops. That's why I'm doing the. That's why I'm doing the the K N O N thing where I'm not getting paid because at least I'm I'm practicing. Yeah, but, yeah. Well, I but, have to look at a guy like Jeremy Robinson, who he's the only example I'm aware of that I've personally like kind of rode along for his roller coaster ride at the end of his contract and his mm-hmm. morning drive slot. I guess he was on one Oh two nine. Was he paired up with some co some girl co-host and oh. having a really hard time. And, you know, I kind of just was chatting with him at that time. This was two years ago, just kind of talking him off the ledge a little bit and talking him through his frustrations. And I just found it so ironic. I'm like, well, you're so you're in market five morning drive. Like you're, that's pretty decent. That's pretty like major league shit. If you're doing yeah. that, like he's doing a, I, th- I thought, okay, well, but he, it turned out he was miserable and having a terrible time and hating it. Yeah. And like, I know a lot of people who aren't happy on the air and I don't know. It's, it's yeah. And so as he kind of talked through that and we just worked through it, I, I just made a few suggestions for him and he, you know, we, he ended up following through with a bunch of that, but he used his resources and his home studio to start doing a lot of voice tracking. And like, he got the connection somehow to get all these voice track gigs. And, and and something like that is like, I just have to like, look at him as an example and say, that's probably a pretty logical progression that if you're a, a a talented air host and you can't get on the radio somewhere or don't want to move to Timbuktu, your next best option is to figure out how you can get those voice track gigs and have those spots all over the country that you just, customized for yeah you. and that's something i and i even applied back to westwood one again which is a cumulus company and is it okay that's cool uh yeah and so and i worked for them when i that was something else i was doing too when i came back to cumulus i was doing like a fill-ins on their like a whatever you call it syndicated shows so i was doing that i told i forget i forget that that i was doing that already and i don't know why they don't 
why they're not using me. I don't know. It's like, I know I still need to be more aggressive probably in some areas, but it's like, yeah, well, I think that if you could learn to, to uh, harness something like LinkedIn and you know, I've used it so much. If, if you use it the right way, you can get on people's radar. Okay. That's something that I haven't really done with radio and LinkedIn. So, well, I mean, what you need, what you probably need to do is do a little sleuthing like I've done and try to find out who is in charge of hiring for shit like that. And like the people that like a lot of times on LinkedIn, I'll go to the, I'll connect with the person who's posted the job or who's I'll try to figure out like who's, who's the manager of that. And like, yeah, like look at their profile because anytime someone looks at your profile or you look at someone's, they get a notification. So, and I've used that. That's true too. Yeah. I've used that strategy multiple times yeah. to like to pull strings. Like, I never, I barely even go on LinkedIn. So, I mean, oh man, you got to use, yeah. you got to use, okay. it's a little, it's kind of like a psycho, psychological warfare a little bit. I feel like I go and there's all these people who are wanting to connect, but they never have anything to do with my industry. So it's, I don't know. So, well, I think you have to be, you have to kind of be proactive a little bit and it takes a little bit of digging and searching, but yeah. And, and, and in connection with other searches. So if you, if you see that a certain company is hiring for one thing, you could try to, you could go find that company on LinkedIn and find the manager of that thing, like, yeah. and, and click on them. And, and you know what I mean? Like and I've done that to, to affect at work. If I, I got a new manager a couple of years ago and I really like my manager, my immediate supervisor wasn't going to be tooting my horn to this new boss. They were just worried about their own job. So I, had to get on that boss's radar. And so as soon as he was promoted and joined the company, I went and connected with him on LinkedIn and like, he liked a bunch of my shit and saw what I did. And like a week later, my boss, who was a pretty high up called me and said, Oh, well, Justin, all of a sudden wants to hear all about your bio. We need to get a bio together. And he wants to know all about you. And we're going to yeah. like put you in front of him now. And it was like, just a little bit of like, mm. It is still who you know right. in this in this business. When somebody says, "Man, we've got this voice tracking gig we need to get done in Ogallala, Nebraska," who do we know? Who do we know that does that shit? Yeah. Oh, Keith, that guy Keith. He was on Mer- He was on the Merge. <laughs> but I mean, you have so you in the, the same way that you got that job originally. You told me that story yeah. of going to that convention and then playing your tape and the right people hearing it and going, "Oh, he's good." And then yeah. Scott going. Hey, <laughs> right. Want to come to Dallas? My sound bites. Yeah, it was, it was, uh, God, it was pretty basic stuff too. I was surprised they offered me a job doing imaging, but, but I think it's, I have ears there. There's yeah. It's like, I, the reason I say that I'm not real tech savvy is because with me, it's about, it's about a sound. I don't, you know, and I used to, I used to meet with the imaging guys from, uh, when there were four stations with Susquehanna, there was uh, Ticket, Wolf, uh, KLIF, and then Merge, which became the Bone. And so we would have these meetings with like the four imaging guys. And I think we went out to lunch a few times or whatever. And they would be sitting there talking about, oh, the X5 plug-in, the, you know, 335, three, whatever. And it's like I would just sit there and 
have nothing to say. The other three guys would talk about their plugins and their effects. And, you know, I'm somebody who took a, a, a dice sound effect, put bass in it and a, and a reverb. And that was the sounds of bones crushing. You know what I mean? It's like, that was my, that was my bone effect, you know? And I mean, that thing, they wrote that till I think even Cumulus still used that, you know, when they came in. So my mm-hmm. little bone sound effect. I mean, that's, that's what you do, you know? And you, I don't know. I still, I still probably like when I do stuff, um, I don't know if I'm using the right effects or not, but I hear my voice all the time on the, well, there's gotta be a modern place for you to play your tape. You know what I mean? And be heard. Yeah. There's still, there's gotta still be some sort of like industry publication or NAB listings or something where people that are in that business go to look for other people in that business. Like, you know, because I think there's two distinct markets out there. You have corporate America and people who don't know any better who need a voiceover for whatever the hell. Right. And then you have like agencies and radio stations and radio corporations yeah. and stuff. And they're looking for a different it's imaging. Something just yeah. came up from LinkedIn. That's so funny. there's definitely two distinct markets. You're good for both, but. You're the master of product of, of, of your productions in radio, so I mean, there that my... that's got to be a part of your uh, your selling point. Yeah, I mean, and I, and this little show that I'm doing on K, the KNON thing is like a KNON Internet is um, it's all um, I do like I'm doing imaging for that, you know. So it's like you can put it on. You listen. Well, you can't really hear it on the phone, but but it's like th- I've tuned in a couple times. Thirty times. You played Georgie Girl one day. I did. Like <laughs> I did. Was that that was for you? I figured it was. That's fun. funny. Yeah, it's just it's just having fun. It's you know I mean I'm putting Mexican hat dance beat. It, it it doesn't make sense, but it all comes together. It's just like somebody throwing up on the air. Yes. Yep. That's it. Yeah. Well, I I think of that kind of stuff, and there's a, there's a show on NPR that's really awesome called Sound Lab. Yeah. That, that 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 type of production would be perfect on. Yeah. So you need to. I, I think like the podcast. Uh no, it's a it's a show. Okay. It's a it's on on Sunday nights I think just look it up they have they have a podcast they do have a podcast but you know I think it's it, it would behoove you to aso- try to associate as much as possible with any other artists like that like like and follow and like check them out and like see what they're do- like see what art like other sound artists are doing and like you know like search for co- like avenues of collaboration or like anything you can do like I. Everything I do online is with purpose. Like at no time yeah. am I fucking What's off about not getting- really doing something. I'm like, like making every single thing I do has a specific purpose. Like I'm trying to accomplish X. Like, I think I feel like part of me is like, I don't want to say that I've given up, but I feel like I'm just, I'll sit there some days and I just, I don't know what to do. I feel like I just, um, I don't know. Like it, it's everything used to kind of, come to me easier i guess now it feels like i'm just like okay what do i what do i do and there's a part of me that's kind of uh, um 
I don't know. I just have to keep. I just have to keep trying. I don't know what it is. It just well, I fi- I try to find something to to be to create every day and like just like for me, Instagram was my thing ten years ago. Yeah, I had just started going uh, working at Thomson Reuters. I was just fresh into it, going through a divorce, and it was like my one outlet to keep my creativity going. I could just take pictures yeah. and record yeah. a video or do anything. Yeah. So now it's it's kind of like I. I just stay stay sharp and record anything, do anything I can, learn how to set something different up. Like just, well, I go anything. back. Yeah, I go back and I listen to these like fake commercials. I was I was doing. Um, uh, God, God knows, and not to get uh, political, but I mean Trump. I was I was very anti, you know, anti Trump. So I I had a lot of great production. Just make you know, what I mean, like using using that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, so I I don't feel that. Well, actually, the, I shouldn't say that I don't feel that. Like doing the the very the little show I do on, on Friday gets me to at least do imaging for that. You know what I mean? But yeah. it's still like I did like parody commercials, and most of them were probably a little racy. But you know, it was like that's the kind of shit that I want to be doing. So, well, I've had to learn how to c- harness creativity when it comes to me, and like you know, like recognize when I've, I'm feeling a, a spurt of creativity, and like really harness it and like just start getting creative and a little bit just producing anything. I, I found myself like trying to make something, produce something, even if I'm not getting paid for it, like just do, do something every day as I try to do. And um, I want to get, I want to get better uh, set up at home. I need to have you come over there or something where I'm at. I'm in this tiny little room and uh, I don't feel like, I mean, basically my life is that, um, the only time I would kind of have is at night and the weekends, obviously, to do stuff. But I've never, at least where I'm at right now, I don't do a lot of stuff at home. But I have a great a great laptop. It's a real strong laptop. So I have Adobe Audition on there. I pay for it. So, yeah. you know, every month it's like 20 bucks. So, uh, yeah, I need to. Let's you were showing me that microphone, which is. Let's take a quick. Uh-huh. And then I have a friend who wants to do wants to podcast with